My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Travel and Cruise Industry News Podcast. On this, the 8th day of September 2023, and I got a special guest in the studio, if you want to call it that. Look who's back there. Happy Hot Air Tom. You know, somebody's wondering, wait a minute, you're supposed to be home. You're right. So let me give you a quick rundown on what happened yesterday. Uh, so I, I, I got to, to Dallas with no real problems other than I had to be up at 2 a.m. Uh, to get over to the airport and all that business. And over the course of the next several hours there in Dallas, we changed the gate three times. I ended up on the second plane. And when I finally got out of Dallas, I was already three hours late. Well, then as I was, we were on approach going into Richmond, they had a big-ass storm, thunderstorm, and a pilot couldn't land in Richmond, and he was running out of fuel. So we ended up going to Dulles up in D.C., which, I mean, it was only you know, 15, 20-minute flight. Uh, but so he had, then they had to refuel on the ground, and then they found some other kind of maintenance they had to do on that plane. Anyway, I finally got in at 11.30 last night, I was supposed to be in Richmond at 5.30. That tells you how my day went. So in the meantime, I, I called Tom on one of the times along the line when I had a signal, got him out of bed. I said, Tom, wake your ass up. I need help. So I, I said, don't I remember seeing a Holiday Inn Express somewhere around? I said, oh, yeah, it's right across the street. I said, okay, that's perfect. So anyway, that's where I ended up. The Holiday Inn Express. So that's fine. I love the place anyway. Uh, so I said this morning, he says, I'm only, you know, five miles down the road. I said, how about if I stop in and see your show? I said, okay, come on. So hot air Tom. Hello, everybody. What's that? You've been, you were in Boston uh, the last that we talked. So you finally got home from Boston 
and it's been 119 degrees ever since. Do, do you have anything to say about that? The air conditioning's working good. My office air conditioner uh, froze over, but still I was able to keep it down in the 79, 80 degrees. And with a fan blowing, I, uh, I managed. But this morning it was back to freezing me out again. Okay. Well, that's better than the other. Oh, I'm back in shorts again, folks, because I've froze to death for the last three weeks. I packed shorts. I never had them out of the suitcase. <laughs> so. Took a shower this morning and I'm back to back to my normal attire, which is nice for I've got to travel on back to home today. But I wanted to knock the show out first. I have one more thing down. I was at the the squirrels game, which is the double A for the team for the Giants. Yeah. And uh the we they opened up the gates at five o'clock. And the game started at 6.05. Squirrels were doing good. Uh, uh, a four-run lead at uh, the bottom of the fourth. And we uh, during the fourth inning, we were getting hit by some rain. I'm looking up this blue sky. And I'm like, where's this rain coming from? And it was rolling in from behind. Uh, you couldn't see it. But we had quite a good lightning display during the course of the, the fourth inning. But, yeah. Uh, some of those bolts that were like good bolts that came down and then sort of reverberated a couple of times in brightness. And uh, uh, towards the, uh, the, fourth, the bottom of the fourth wasn't quite finished yet. The wind kicked up and the trash was blowing <laughs> all over the place. And all of a sudden, the, the, the dirt out of the field uh, started creating a uh, a big smog with uh, with the dirt ball, and uh, I thought, I think I'm going to cut it short and yeah. leave. Just as I got the car, it opened up and uh, had uh, a few limbs and things to avoid on the way home. Well, it's amazing because when as I was flying, and I normally I'm on an aisle seat, but I had to be on a window seat on the last flight, and uh, so I was looking out the window and I was seeing these massive storm columns of clouds. Um, and so we were approaching Richmond, and I'm thinking, damn, I bet that's a hell of a storm. And about two minutes later, there's the pilot saying, oops, sorry, folks, we got to go to Dulles. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. So anyway, Seth, thanks for stopping and being with me today. All right, let's get down to the business, folks. Uh, I got a whole bunch of stories this morning because we got to look at Hurricane Lee. Good heavens. That thing went nuts since I last did a show. We got a guest that drowned on on Private Island. Carnival legend to Homeport in San Francisco. That's pretty cool. Virgin ship delayed, causing all kinds of cancellations. The Queen Mary 2 changes 14 cruises. A late night medical evac from the legend. 26-year-old missing from the conquest. My goodness, there's a ton of stuff to cover this morning. All right, today, folks, is National Dog Walker Appreciation Day. Emily, how about that? This is your day. Listen about the podcast. Welcome aboard. You can always access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net, or wherever you get your podcast from. Just search for traveling cruise industry news. And I pops the fat travel guy. Um, 
If you listen to Bible podcasts, you can always access the video by going to the description of the podcast, and there'll be a link. So you can flip over if you want to catch up, catch any pictures or clips that I might be using in that day's show. Now, we've been following the uh, travels and travails of uh, Kenneth and Robin. And you know, folks, at times, my dear Tom, uh, you know, I've, I've given him hell about trying to smuggle penguins and things like that into his suitcase and crap. Uh, I mean, it happens quite often where he's trying to smuggle something and he gets his butt in trouble wherever he is. Well, now I'm a little bit worried about Kenneth and Robin. So here's what happened. They're in Cartagena. Of course, Cartagena is, you know, that's one of my new favorite cities in the world. And Robin, bless her heart, she ends up getting a baby monkey, right? And she's got the monkey. And she immediately starts thinking about smuggling the monkey back on the ship and in her suitcase to take it back to Pennsylvania. In the meantime, there's the mama going, you know, because you don't want him to steal a baby monkey. So Robin's getting in hell with the monkey and, you know, he actually got it out of there. And then the two kids up in in a tree going, "Uh uh uh-huh. And then here's the other part of the whole thing. Uh, that, yeah, that's Ken. He's trying to steal the damn the, the food for the, the parrots. And the parrots don't like that at all. In other words, they're over here going. Arr. So they, they're causing all kinds of trouble down in Columbia. That's my story, and I'm sticking with it, folks. That's what Ken and Robin are doing. And, of course, they'll probably kill me for saying that. But that would be, you know. Please don't blame the hot air Tom for that something today. All right. I smuggled a couple of lobsters from uh, Boston. There you go. Lobsters in your suitcase. Little, little stuffed ones from the airport. Uh, a good shot. <laughs> All right. We got to look at the weather, folks. My goodness, this Hurricane Lee. And when I first started looking at it last night, I'm thinking, uh-oh. This is really going to be a bummer on the East Coast. Well, not so sure now. Hurricane Lee roared to Category 5 intensity yesterday. Thankfully, at this point, it's far out in the Atlantic. The power for storms wind doubled in 24 hours. That's unheard of. The main question is whether Hurricane Lee will make landfall or blow out to sea. That's uh, going to be the key questions to follow. The long-range forecast suggests Lee uh, will likely curve north before next week, actually before it reaches Florida. Potential impacts from Lee along the rest of the East Coast remain uncertain because the models now are, you've got all those spaghetti things where it's going, you know, but all of them basically are, have it curving to the north you know, maybe causing some grief in Bermuda again. The Bahamas are going to take a pounding, but not necessarily a direct hit. So yeah, we just got to watch this one and see how further development there is. Currently, right now, it's a category, a powerful category five. They're expecting it to strengthen today to somewhere in the 180 mile per hour 
uh, category. Uh, dangerous beach conditions expected to develop around the Western Atlantic through early next week. Currently, 630 miles east of the northern leewards, maximum sustained winds are 165, expected to go up today. Present movement is west-northwest at 14. Central pressure is 926. I mean, that's getting down in the awful low range. It's expected to pass well north of the northern leewards, the Virgin Islands of Puerto Rico, over the weekend and early next week. I mean, last night it looked like I, I was thinking that probably the Leewards, Virgin Islands, and Puerto Rico were going to take a direct hit on this one. That's ticked up to the north of that, which is that's great news for them. But that doesn't mean they're out of the woods yet. You're still going to have a lot of rain, a lot of wind, a lot of uh, wicked undertow, beach erosions, and probably localized flooding as well. All right, the other system in the Atlantic is Margo. That's expected to strengthen today, probably to hurricane status by tonight. Uh, it's 460 miles west-northwest of Cabo Verde Islands. The maximum sustained winds at 40. Present movement is west-northwest at 16. Pressure is about 1,004. Right now, it's holding steady. Gradual strengthening expected during the next few days. Margo is forecast to become a hurricane by the weekend at the latest. Now, we also got that little Hova out in the Pacific. And Hova is still hanging in there. Currently, it's located about 685 miles west-southwest of the southern tip of Baja. It's 110 mile an hour maximum sustained winds. It's moving uh, to the west-northwest at 16. Central pressure is lower than I expected it to be. It's 959. It's expected to weaken uh, during the next several days. But the main thing about that is not expected to go anywhere. So it's just going to be in the water. Probably not have any landfall. So I'm expecting Uva to dissipate by the weekend. Hopefully by Monday, we won't even see anything about that. All right, I'll be back with the rest of the story after a quick break from one of our network sponsors. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. All right, the top story coming out of the break, folks, is has to deal with uh, a young man that lost his life, uh, drowning at a cruise line private island, and the questions are persisting on how did it happen, 
And I'm going to tell you this, folks, the, the, the information I've gotten so far on this, uh, I got some real questions about what happened here. The 26-year-old individual died after going underwater at the Ocean Cay Marine Reserve during a family visit to the Laguna area of the island. After treading in high water, his sister, Sherry Ann Charles, noticed her six-foot-tall brother bobbling in the water. She called out to him but didn't hear a response. When her boyfriend could not help him, they called for a lifeguard who brought Charles to shore. Charles' grief-stricken family expressed dissatisfaction at how the cruise line managed the situation. They were uh, made to continue on their cruise while their family member's body stayed behind an ocean key. Uh, that one doesn't sound quite right to me. The man who drowned was Akeem Charles, a deacon in his local church, an employee who worked for Amazon Packaging Department. He was traveling with his mother, sister, and her sister's boyfriend on a Bahamian cruise that left on August 27th. Based in Queens, New York, they were accompanied by over 70 fellow church members. Number one, I got problems with the 26-year-old man not in deep water and drowning unless there was something involved. And I'm not making the accusation. This just doesn't sound right to me. And it doesn't sound right that, that uh, MSC made the people continue on on the cruise. And no, they're not going to do that. Not that I've ever seen. So anyway, that's what happened. All right, Carnival Legend. Got two stories today on Carnival Legend. Actually, this one's pretty cool. Carnival Legend's going to home port in San Francisco in 2025, offering cruises to Alaska and Mexico. Carnival Legend will sell 10-night cruises to Alaska, four-night cruises to Mexico from San Francisco. You know, the Carnival, uh, what the hell's the name of the Carnival ship out there? Anyway, they've had a ship there forever. A legend? No, it's uh, it's an older one than that. Oh, Carnival America. Um, that's been sailing from San Francisco and at different times uh, during its career. But Carnival Legend is a sister ship. So be a different ship with the same size. In addition to the legend, uh, we'll sell two Carnival Journeys. The first is a 14-day Panama Canal transit. Guests from Tampa to San Francisco. Mm, that might be cool. The second is a 15-day Hawaii cruise. And, you know, I'm dying to do one of those as well. These cruises are now open for bookings. Carnival Legends' first cruise from San Francisco will set, will set sail May the 8th, 2025. A four-day Baja Mexico cruise with a stop in Ensenada. Uh, guess where I'll be and who I'll be with when, that, when that's going on. He's sitting behind me. I won't mention his name because we're going to be in Europe then. Throughout summer, Carnival Legend will offer an additional eight of uh, these four-day weekend cruises. Carnival Legend will begin 10-day cruises to Alaska on May the 12th, 2025. Guests will visit Juno, Skagway, and Ketchikan and a memorable scenic cruising of Tracy Arm Fjord in Alaska, as well as Prince Rupert, British Columbia. I haven't been to Prince Rupert yet, so I'd like to go there. 
Uh, I absolutely love Vancouver, but it's expensive town. It's more expensive than most. I had to pay like $300 a night for a room. And Otto Tom will tell you, I don't like to pay that kind of money for a room. All right. Got a little sip of Diet Coke. Friends over at Virgin Voyage has got problems on their hands again. They've canceled over 20 cruises to their new ship, Brilliant Lady, as it has now been delayed. Virgin said that due to unexpected construction, supply chain, and staffing challenges, they're getting tired of everything being blamed on supply chains. But the Brilliant Lady's been delayed and will not debut in December as scheduled. As a result of the delayed new ship, Virgin will be adjusting the schedules for their three ships that are currently in service. All right, here, let's look at all these changes because of this change in schedule. Brilliant Ladies Mermaiden Voyage sailing December 24th and December 20th, 30th, 2023. This they're gone. Brilliant Ladies Seven Light Sunsets and the Lesser Antilles Departure on January 6th, March 30th, April 13th of 2024. Brilliant Lady Seven Night Southeastern Caribbean Isles departures on March 23rd and April 6th, 2024. And Brilliant Ladies Eleven Night Transatlantic Puerto Rico to Portugal departing April 20th, 2024. Valent Ladies Six Night Western Caribbean Charm departures from January 7th, 2024, through March 17th, 2024. Valent Ladies, eight-night Eastern Caribbean Antilles departure for January 13th, 2024, and March 23rd, 2024. And Resilient Ladies, seven-night Adriatic Sea and Greek Gems departure, <laughs> July 28th through September of 29th of 2024, and Resilient Lady Seven Night Greek Islands Glow Departures from August 4th to October 13th, 2024. I'll cancel. In addition, select 2024 cruises to the Caribbean scheduled for Brilliant Lady will now be operated by Valiant Lady. So they're going to have a lot more uh, releases on straightening all this mess out. So, and they're blaming it all on Supply issues for the new ship. Eh, don't believe a word of it. I mean, I'm sure there's problems in the construction. Don't get me wrong, but I want the ship out. But I just get tired. All right, Kennard's had to make some changes. And notice how, I mean, Kennard's a classy company. Notice how nicely they're, they're going to handle this. Kennard, one of Carnival Corporation's non-cruise line, has announced that they will make, be making changes to 14 cruises on Queen Mary 2. The changes will range from a change in embarkation and disembarkation to a change in itinerary. The impacted, impacted, come on, Tom, impacted voyages depart between December 3rd through the 22nd of 2024 and between March 8th 2025 through April 27th of 2025. The 14 impacted cruises 
have all kinds of crazy numbers, M numbers. And I've never sailed with them, so I don't know what any of that means. But the 14 sailings will be removed from bookings today and will reopen for sales on September 8th. That's, oh, this was yesterday's story. So they changed it yesterday and they're opening new, uh, new uh, sales today for the new changes. Here's what's nice about it. The cruise line said that the reason for the change is due to a birthing scheduling change at the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal in New York City. Uh, what's the birthing uh, ch change in Brooklyn? The MSC Maravilla is taking over the whole damn town. So they're going into Brooklyn and Kennard is out in the cold. So they're sending Kennard over to to Manhattan now, <laughs> plumbing, <laughs> instead of in Brooklyn? I don't know. I'd rather be in, in Manhattan than in Brooklyn, but anyway. So they nicely held it. They're not complaining at this, making all those changes. Guests who were booked on one of the 14 cruises will automatically move to the new voyage. Yeah, that's, I understand that. All right. Next story today. Goodness gracious, got a medical evac in the middle of the night upon receiving a call at Coast Guard Air Station at Cape Cod, Massachusetts, dispatched an MH-60 Jayhawk helicopter uh, and an H-144 Ocean Century air crew to the vessel Carnival Legend when it was approximately 160 miles to the east of Cape Cod. The air crew arrived at the cruise ship location at 10.25 p.m., Jayhawk crew executed a flawless operation, safely hoisting the patient and the cruise ship nurse on board about 11 o'clock. After the successful hoisting, the patient and the ship's nurse were transferred to emergency medical services. They reached the medical facility at 12.05, <coughs> and the patient immediately started uh, receiving treatment. Of course, they never say the end result of what happens, but anyway, a successful operation. What made this a good story for me was, you know, I got to witness one of those on the Nordic. I had never been on a ship, at least that I knew about, when a medical evac went on and not on, and it was in horrible weather. And I sat there and watched it on the television in the room on the balcony. They had the whole thing on TV. So I was sitting there watching the whole thing of people trying to go out and see what's going on. All I got to do is sit in their damn cabin and you follow the whole thing. It was pretty cool. All right, the last story this morning, another tough story, man. This is another one that you get to start asking questions about, and maybe you shouldn't. Miami-Dade police officers are actively seeking a 26-year-old. His name's Kevin McGrath who has been reported missing by a relative following the docking of the uh, Carnival cruise ship uh, in Port Miami, Florida. McGrath, who lives in Florida, was last seen by his brother, Andre, around 2 a.m. Cell phone footage uh, shows him dancing to live music on Sunday night. Kevin McGrath's key card was used to enter his room around 3.30 a.m. At around 7.30 a.m. on Monday, the family met for breakfast, but Kevin didn't show up. 
They looked for him and reported him missing when everyone disembarked the ship, but he was nowhere to be found. Extensive efforts were made to locate the guest within the ship, but he remained unaccounted for. Coast Guard was eventually called, as was the Miami police, and an investigation continued. McGrath's sister has disclosed that he was part of a family group celebrating the father's 60th birthday on the, on the ship. Notably, it's confirmed that he didn't disembark through the standard debarkation process, suggesting he may have gone overboard. However, there was none of the, uh, the systems indicated that that had happened. So uh, this is a mess. Uh, described as a black male, Mr. McGrath stands five foot nine, weighing 170. He has brown hair, brown eyes. His attire at the time of his disappearance was a black t-shirt, black shorts, and gray sneakers. The search for the missing uh, cargo cruise passenger was suspended yesterday over the protest of the family. So, and this is kind of interesting as you might, my next cruise is on the car of conquest. So, you have to search for him. Maybe he wanted some more cruising and he stowed yeah, away. Stowed away. <laughs> yeah, they're going to find him sleeping under a bulkhead or who knows. All right, let's go over to the chat room, see who's fussing at me today. I have a question. Okay. Uh, any news on the, was it the radiance of the seas that was broken down? Radiance of the, the seas. The radiance of the seas, they ended up canceling the second week. And so that took care of the northbound and the southbound version of that. And as far as I know, it's going back to normal sound. I haven't heard any different yet. Did they sell today? Let's go look. I can look at that real quick. Uh, Radiant of DC's location. Uh, radiance of the seas. Well, let's see. That's only seven in the morning. Unless it sailed yesterday. Where's the map? Click the tracker at the top there on the, uh, the yeah. see where the orange is. Go to the, hit the tracker there. That one. Yeah. You can easily give me the map of its current location. Oh, damn. There it is. Yep. It's at sea. So it sailed. Okay. Thanks. Yep. That took care of Hot Air Tom's question. All right. Now let's go back to see who's fussing at me today. Oh, there's Kenneth. Yeah, Kenneth probably ready to throw things at me, as is Robin. Hi, Kenneth. Good morning, everyone. Last sea day. We're in New York tomorrow. Wow. Goodness gracious. It does. I mean, I know that was a longer cruise. But that seemed like it ought to be over already, Kenneth. Been nice weather the whole trip. One out of the 19 days rain to rain the red has been 86 to mid 90s. Very nice. Tempting to stay on for the next cruise has a good deal, $390 with a hundred dollar onboard credit. <laughs> it's not bad. Mike's with us. Good morning, Mike. Gretchen's here out in Ohio. Says hello to hot air Tom. Nikki's with us down in Jacksonville. Steve's with us out in Kentucky. Joanne's here. Hi, Joanne. 
We have an East Coast cruise next Thursday to Canada and Greenland. We wonder, oops, I lost the rest of the question. Wow, there's Mr. Bucket List. Hi, Justin. Sonny's with down in Mississippi. She says, good price, stay on. I agree. Carnival Conquest, I was on a cruise. Yep. I can't remember what date I sell on this. October something. Anyway, that's my next cruise is on uh, on Conquest. It's a nine-day southern swing. Where do you leave from? Uh, wherever the port's tied up. Remember? <laughs> I'll figure that out the night before I'm supposed to be there. We had questions. Are you driving? Are you going to try a, a plane again? Or Canaveral, I think. And I have to get home and count pennies. Good news. I tell you what, a month in Alaska, almost a month in Alaska, it gets expensive. But man, it's worth it. Uh, how do your Tom loves, um, what do they call uh, You know, the ice in the cup with the with blue raspberries. Oh, yeah. Lots of snow. Snow cones. Uh, lived on uh, snow cones. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have snow cones. I didn't. I had trouble being outside up here. I like to froze to death. I was because I was looking at. I'm seeing fifty and sixty degree temperatures uh, before I went, and I'm thinking, oh, that's going to be nice because when Justin, uh, Mr. Bucketless, and I were up there last year, it was freaking cold. I mean, we were in snow and ice, and oh, yeah, you know, the whole time. So, I mean, when we were outside, like, looking at the glaciers and stuff, I mean, I was bundled up in my heavy winter, winter parka and my Elmer Fudd hat. I didn't even take the heavy winter parka. I just had my, uh, it's a lion jacket, and I had a sweater, and I had a sweatshirt. <laughs> Used all three of them. <clears throat> and still froze. And didn't have, I did not have my bathing suit out of the suitcase. I did not have my shorts, out of the, nor did I wear T-shirts up there. So yeah, it was a, uh, it, it was cold, but man, it was great. And oh goodness, I'm telling you, folks, I'm promising you, any of you go to go to Alaska next year, whether it's with me or not, um, I'm going to tell you to go see Nate with his excursions. Because man, that man doesn't write. Uh, Sonny says, uh, storms keep a coming, don't they? Yeah, and that's the truth. Happy early birthday. Thank you, Gretchen. Yeah, it is tomorrow. Yeah, I'm officially old tomorrow. So, uh, Sonny says, hi, Tom. Hi, Sonny. <laughs> Mr. Bucket list says, yeah, it was frosty. Chili looked like an Eskimo. Thanks, Dustin. I appreciate it. It wasn't that cold this year. Uh, but then I was doing different things. And the one time that I expected to be cold was when I was out doing the whale watching. And I thought, you know, I'm going to get out there in the wind and the and the water splashing and crap, and I'm going to freeze my butt off. So, I mean, I was decked out to the nine. Holy crap, I was sweating. So, but man, that was so that was so neat because 
the first hour we were out there, and I realize you see the same whales multiple times, but we still had to be in an area of 30. So, I mean, your neck gets sore where you're looking around. There's one blowing over there. Oh, there goes a tail. There's another one blowing over there. And that was, that was so both of my excursions were just outstanding. It was, this has been a great trip for me, folks, despite me having to spend some time with hot air time because I couldn't go home. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was great. And I'm so far behind on my work. Oh my goodness. Cause this was, this was one of those where we did something constantly. So it was, it was, even though it wasn't a big group for me to host, um, like I've got on some other things. And by the way, uh, uh, Kenneth, if you're still with me, I should have the, the prices for the, uh, that cruise for you, uh, probably today or tomorrow. I'll check and see if they didn't come in. Uh, but anyway, we've got uh, a nice little group already for the January 28th, uh, Norwegian Epic. So um, the first week that that was actually open, we've got 13 cabins sold. That's a great start. So I'm looking forward to that. Of course, I've got one coming up in December uh, that I'm hosting, and that'll be in January. So, all right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for today. Hi there, Tom. Thanks for stopping in and being with me. Uh, I might uh, actually get to go by and see what hot air Tom's limos look like here before I head back to the Lynchburg area. So uh, I will see everybody honest from my studios tomorrow. Wait a minute. What's today? Today's Friday. Today's Friday. I don't see you tomorrow. Let's do something special. I might have to do something with that stupid hurricane. Yeah, who knows? I might do a show tomorrow. I might not. Hey, back for the missed two days. Yeah, that's right. I missed two, th- two full days. So, anyway, I'll see you guys sometime. Whether it's, I'll do something this weekend. I'll, I'll promise you that. I'll do something this weekend, and I'll see everybody back on when things are normal on Monday. For now, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the weekend. You guys have a phenomenal weekend, everybody. I'll see you sometime this weekend, or I'll see you Monday. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Think about cruising, and hopefully one day soon, we'll all get together on the high seas, just like Hot Air Tom and I do a bunch of times. We'll talk to you, everybody, real soon. Later, y'all. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry, so if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing. But I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. 
I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be.